Welcome to Hello Self. It's a podcast focused on turning your cans into cans and your dreams into plans. I am your host, coach, and author, Patricia Leonard. Hello and welcome to Hello Self Podcast. I am your host, Patricia Leonard, and I'm so excited you're here today. This podcast is really about turning cans into cans and your dreams into plans. And I interview guests that give you tips about how to do that and also just tell their own life story about how they did it and that they had fears just like all of us have. So if you're tuning in, to hear somebody else's story. You know how I believe in everyone's story, there are many gifts and lots of glories. So I'm going to give you just a little background about my guest, and then I'm going to turn it over to her. But before I give you her background, I just like Morelia to say, hello. You want to say hello hello to our guest? (laughs) Hello, self. (laughs) Hello, Patricia. I love it. I have to tell you a funny story. We knew we know each other from women in film and television here in Nashville, Tennessee. But when I wrote this book last year, I put that title out there. The title was actually given to me by spirit. I know (laughs) some people may say that's crazy. But anyway, it came to me in a dream. And so when I said a little bit about what it was about, Mariella got it. Nobody else got it. They said, what's that about? She nailed it. She understands. So you're in for a treat and I'm sure some surprises from my guest today because I I love who she is and we could be sisters from another mother or something like that just because we're willing to explore. So I'll give you just a little overview, and then I'm going to turn it over to Morelia. We've talked just a little bit about what uh, might be helpful, and there'll be some surprises if I know her. Okay, Morelia, known professionally as Morelia, is a confident, I can vouch for that, rowdy, yes, (laughs) rock and roll. And the only rhinestone heiress, don't get forget that because that's that is who she is recognized as in the world. She is a business and broadcast professional, as well as a voiceover artist, event planner, and the best hostess in Nashville, Tennessee. And what you're going to find out today is she's much more than those titles that we just gave her. So you'll find that out as we go through the interview. Morelia is the grandfather, granddaughter of internationally famous Rodeo Taylor Nudie and the daughter of Manuel, a couture clothier to the stars. The first time I ever heard about him, it was Alan Jackson had one of his jackets on. And I love the jacket. And I went, who designed that? I didn't know her at the time. Morelia has helped arrange his events. And not only that, just a lot of events because she works with different museums here in Nashville. She also is a diabetic 
patient or individual. So she works a lot on furthering diabetes investigation and uh, finding out how that can be, how they can do that. She is a star among stars. And this is, I love it. And she is a star. You're going to find out more. Her many career credits include co-producing Rhinestone and Roses, a fashion show that featured Manuel, her father's fashion and the things that he's done. And they have worked with all kinds of country music artists as well as film artists. She grew up with playing with a lot of them, and she'll tell you a little bit more about that. Clint Eastwood, of course, was one of my favorites that she had as a friend. But she uh, works, as I mentioned, with the Diabetics Association, Women in Film, and works with some local museums. Morelia has always, will always lend a hand to others, and she comes in with a smile, no matter what she's doing, no matter how she's feeling, and produces and causes everybody else to get a smile, by the way. And so now I'm going to be quiet and turn it over to Mariella and let her start with wherever she wants to start. She did not start in Nashville, Tennessee, though. She came from someplace to Nashville. So she'll tell you that story. Okay, Mariella, we're ready. Actually, I did come to Nashville in the early 90s when I was major league culture shock from Los, yes. from Los Angeles in my early 20s. That was a, <laughs> a lot <laughs> at first, yes. but it definitely uh, it was a growing experience, uh, getting to know and myself, really, and oh, meeting others, and especially when you're from a, an area where everything is just right there and out there and coming to a state gradually learning where to go and what fits in and what works for you. Yeah. And and I think like anyone, when they come to Nashville, they get consumed really quickly into the place of it. If you get smart enough, you learn how to make it to your advantage to know how it, how to work this town before it works you. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Because <laughs> I know it's worked a lot of people. And, and, and until you get to that point where you understand it, you make it work for you. Yes. And that's a gift I feel that I have succeeded. <laughs> that's a great piece of advice for anybody, regardless of where they move to, just to mm-hmm. uh, uh, get yourself acclimated and find out what works for you. Yeah, great mm-hmm. suggestion. Most definitely. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we were talking earlier, just in general about life. And of yes. course, you know, we're on Women in Film. Yes. Uh, we have a big project coming up later this year, our SWIFT event, which will be exciting. I usually put on some type of a fashion show or, or something. I did it a couple of years back and it became now the local hit. So now I have to constantly put on one. <laughs> Once you expose your friends, it's been fun because we started it off using models, and then of course all our local characters that we have of our own, which are here, socialites in town that we're just and everyone just enjoys it. It makes it a lot of fun, and it makes the whole gathering a little bit more personable. I think. Yeah, that's the thing I like about Morelia. She 
gets people involved that might not get involved and a different persona of who they are. Oh yeah. Some of us show us more colors than we ever thought they had. Exactly. <laughs> they'll dance, they'll do things that they never thought they could do. So because of her free attitude about life, she frees other people up. Uh, you know what? I'm looking at that rose on your arm, but I'm looking at the picture behind there. Is there a story behind that? Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It just came back to me. It was hanging years ago in my grandfather's store, Nudies. And I had painted that painting probably when I was about five or six years old. And the glass broke and I was going to fix it. And I just moved it over into the room for a second to see what I wanted to do with it. But it's so cool because you could see Literally how it's aged and the warpness and the water. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's so fun. It's my own little Picasso. <laughs> exactly. And that's the way, oh, that's the way we should look at the things we do. Yes. Appreciate Definitely. Yes. And that's what we were talking about earlier when you said, I just recently did a poetry reading at, at an open poem night. And as much as I love to go up on a stage, I have no issue with that. I love to talk in front of people. I consider that almost like a natural gift for me. I usually have no fear of that. But it was interesting. I would have pro I've written all my life and done creative things in writing and performing. It's just that I just never really over pursued or gone up and done it. And it just happened purely by accident because where I work at Mont Haven, we were hosting it. And I go, okay, I'll sign my name up. I didn't think of it as anything. But then all of a sudden I go, oh my gosh. It, and I looked at it just like you were talking about the piece behind me, like art. Sometimes you're not sure you want to show it because it may not be you're having it next to something that, you know, that considers to have this value or not. And what is a value to, you know, and I think we learn this as we go. And I was really, uh, Felt, felt great about the reception that I got. Like they were like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And then what I talked about when I told them the one, the first poem I had read was something that I wrote when I was very young. I hadn't even experienced love. And here I'm talking about love. And one of the ladies was a professor and she said something about how great, how you were able to build on your imagination. I go, yes, as opposed to would it build up to? Because there was reality to that poem, yeah. obviously, yeah. many moons later in my life to experience that type of experience. Yes. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> but you, one thing you mentioned when we were talking earlier and the, just now, sometimes mm -hmm. we won't do things because we compare ourselves or our art or our production or whatever, we compare what we've got to somebody else and we think it's not as good. I think that's one of our greatest fears. I yeah. have it as well. And and just gradually breaking through those barriers. It's always a a struggle. You, we see people who do it and there's people out there who do it and I give them kudos for doing it. And some of the ones that do it, I hate to say is not even, and there's people who are have such value of artistry that are not, not showing it. We're in a world now where it's pretty more simplified, I should say, for us to be able to just go out there and post it. But as I spoke to you earlier, I just did an interview about my life in LA. 
Yes. And, and my experiences and being part of that livelihood and being a true Valley girl, which I am. <laughs> yeah, who are some of the artists that you grew up with in your house? Oh, God. Everybody. They were all uncles. Uncle Ben, as in Ben Johnson, all the cowboy actors. Rogers. Yes, Gene Autry, Dale Evans, and Clint Eastwood. I love him. I got to meet when I was young. What an honor, too. As a young child, I was about eight years old when I met Clint Eastwood. He was doing some filming at the store as our family business needies. And as as I was growing up, I was meant to be cute and quiet, but instead I was cute with a big mouth. <laughs> I was never afraid to speak. To say the thing we but... have in common. <laughs> and I went ahead and I wanted to talk to him and I was told like, don't, don't intrude on the customers. But Clint Eastwood told everyone to shh and then pulled me aside and took me into the boot room and we spoke for 20 minutes and for me, that's like a lifetime experience because I have met people who have been principal acting roles in his movies that said they didn't even have that. And here I'm eight years old and our conversation was, to me, was like, oh my God, I can still talk about it obviously today, but I can't remember word for word. But yeah, <laughs> but it, it was definitely the fact that he took that effort to just talk to me as a child was Amazing. And something, I think the interesting thing that you're bringing out here is you weren't afraid. You were young and you weren't afraid. You had not built in that fear that our society gets us as we mature. And this oh, yes. is, yes, and this is exactly what people face is it's all built in. And what happens, just like you, when... Mm -hmm. Uh, you just went ahead and talked <laughs> and <laughs> all of a sudden you find out they're just real like anybody else. And so oh, everybody was so real. Yes. To me, what real to me and my normality was not normality to others. The people who sat at our dinner table, the people that we met daily, being around a world of entertainment and being exposed to it. Honestly, there had to be a maturity to it. Mm -hmm. and. I was very fortunate of my upbringing. My mom allowed me to be a child. So my mom had to grow up very quickly being in that environment. But when it came to me being coming into this world, she allowed me to be a child. So I think it, it was different from, of course, our generations. I no longer have my mother here. She's been gone now for over 30 some plus years. And I feel like I had to grow up very quickly after a certain point. And I think, like you said earlier, when we were young, our, our invitations are just like so open. We're right. so much more willing to do things. And then, of course, like I said, I had to grow up. Uh, and I think all the things that happen to us, we get hurt, we fall in love, all the crazy stuff in life, yes. as you know, that happens. Yes. Uh, get disappointed or a job doesn't go the way you want it to or whatever in life. And we keep on putting up more and more walls. And I've done this myself. I and now that I'm at an older age, I feel that now I'm trying to break those walls down. I need to go back to being like that eight-year-old and not, because this is my livelihood. This is what I want to do. And mm -hmm. now and it's time to, to make money and live off of what I'm able to do. And I know what I do best. And I've had fears. I've always had fears. I think we're all scared. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the only way we won't know if we don't do it, jump in. Yeah. The worst thing someone could do is say no. And, yes. <gasps> I, and you know what? If you turn around, no, 
it says on, we're on. <laughs> exactly. And on to the next person. That is it. Because when we, if we allow that no to stop mm-hmm. us, then we limit our own life. You're so, oh my and, and it's interesting. I remember something my grandmother once told me when I was young. She got me because my grandfather was quite a character. And so I was always very kooky and a little bit different than most. And like I said, I haven't lived a normal life, what's considered to be normal. And so I find that it's even harder for me where people come in and think it's easier because you've been brought up in that world and things are given to you or what have you. Yes and no. It, it You're all constantly being compared to a parent or something of the sort. Even if you're acknowledged for your own talent, they still want to know you because, oh, because of the connection, which is fine. I utilize the connection to help me and get indoors as well. But at the same time, there's more to it. And as we get older, we need to make a living for ourselves and understand that we're just trying to do what we do best. And sometimes I think people are out there blocking us for no reason. There, I feel that especially with art itself and art in a big form, performance, acting, drawing, writing, whatever it is right. that you do, a lot of times it's always been known to be a competition or against one another. And I think we really need to come together and help each other. Great because if point. we help each other, uh, I think we'd all benefit. Maybe today I'll be the person behind the camera and then tomorrow I'll be in front of it. And I think it's a fair thing where as long as we're all got something different to deliver anyhow. And I think if we help one another on that day, I think we can proceed forward better than going backwards, which I feel a lot of us do. We really do because today's world is about Instagram and all these things, which is great. And and I have to say this because I was telling you this earlier before we went on. Right. I did an interview and about my life in L.A., and I made a comment. I just, it just rolled off my tongue. I didn't. And I said, I go, you don't think Mario would be rolling in his grave that the rainbow bar has an Instagram? Oh my God. If you lived that era, you went to the strip and did all those fun things and were around that world. Thank God there wasn't a camera sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but in general, and I'm like, and I told him, I go, I was Instagram before Instagram began. And I go, but the difference was we were doing it and most of it was real. It wasn't false pretenses because a lot of it's false pretenses as opposed to that was real. And what I lived and did is real. I didn't have to fake it, but like a lot of it is. I'm not trying to put against anyone that's out there doing because they're still doing. So I got to give them credit for doing regardless if it's, material that I think that should be out there. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think the interesting thing that you're pointing out here, is it building character of who they really are? Or Mm -hmm. is it a mask that they're wearing of of trying to be something instead of who they really are? And I think being real is what you're saying. And that is the most important thing is just be real. Who are you? And don't try to compare yourself. You've given so many fantastic ideas here. This is unbelievable. About- I mean, it's about being real. And yeah. I know when I was about 19, 20 years old, I was out and about one night and I had met someone that and talking to this person and for a long time. And I made a comment about reality and reality 
television and all that stuff wasn't even existing back in that time. Right. And I always said, it's going to be something that I'm going to put it, uh, you're going to find some real raw talent. There's always yeah. going to be, I don't know if I can say this, an asshole and everywhere you mm-hmm. go, no matter what, you're going to find one of those regardless. It's that's irrelevant. You can't that's almost avoid right. that. But overall, I think you're going to, we're going to be able to film a few things a little bit cheaper, be able to find some hidden talents, but I didn't think it would explode to the extreme that it exploded to, but no. I still think now people are are really striving for that realness, the yeah. being raw. And how far can we go to be raw, per se, without it being ridiculous? We can all be entertaining, I think, to an extent. I was once asked to do a TV sh- show, and they were going to hire my friends. I'm hire friends for me. And I laughed and I said, why would we need to hire actors to be friends? I have friends that don't even know they're hidden actors. Right on. <laughs> yes. That, and that comes back to your I guess, partner. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. And it comes back to your idea of partnership, bringing people in, being helpful to each other. getting. No, it really does. I think we need that because I think we'll all help one another. It, it This industry is can be very brutal. And I see why people fear not to pursue it. I mean, I'm a guilty person of that because I feel that one of my greatest things that I do is I bring people together. Yes, you do. And I and that's just a gift of itself. And I do it with no initial intent, you know, of any kind. But I've made a lot of people have a great life or a great financials situation and now i'm trying to find that where it doesn't backfire to me now it's time for me to benefit from those things where i should also benefit from it and i haven't because of my kind heart and and i still want to be real and kind but now it's time how do i do this and make a living and because i've done it for everybody else and sometimes people remember (laughs) some don't yes and (laughs) that is Oh, my goodness. That's such a great point, because that (laughs) is what happens in our society a lot. There are those givers and there are those takers. And sometimes they don't understand the other one. Like you are a giver. You are. Totally. That's all I've ever known to do. But it's given when I don't even have it. It's something I've always done. Yes. And And I. And that's what I, I had that though in my livelihood growing up. So it was just automatic yes. to do it and assume that it was going to, life would remain that way. Yes. You know, times change and things aren't easy. I have to pay a bill too. You know, it's nice when someone else is, but it's not been that way for a long time. <laughs> and there's this, this saying, I can't remember what it is exactly, but find those people that are supportive of you. And that's what, and each phase of our lives, there are going to be different people that come along that help support us. And I don't mean take care of us financially, but help us in meeting our goals. I just recently had somebody contact me because I'm a giver also. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody contact me about an idea they had. And so I con and so It wasn't something I could help them with, but I could find somebody that could help them. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I'm out there still in the process of doing that. But I had it's it blows my mind. The people that I would least suspect 
that would be helpful are the people that are helpful. And so what we have to look at, it may not be our best friend. Mm -hmm. It may, yes, it may be somebody that you reach out to that you think, oh, I don't know if they'll ever respond. And they respond. And I'm experiencing that right now. So your point is so well taken about Mm -hmm. building relationships with those who support your goals in life. And I think another critical thing that you pointed out is that uh, knowing what our goals are, turn your can'ts into cans, but you got to know what those goals are. Mm -hmm. What is yeah, And at this point in my life now, I'm now, I'm regressing. I'm learning and remembering things from my youth and stuff. And now I'm taking the struggle to learn how to write them down, which I love to recite them. Yes. To it's to write them down. And that that's not easy. It's and, and what I could see what you're doing. That's why I love that picture back there. And you say you're writing down mm-hmm. because... That could be a documentary about the rhinestone. Yeah. Princess that we know, the rhinestone. Yeah. And still is. Because I interviewed somebody on one of my podcasts that we both know. She did the same thing. She went back into her life. And now she's producing that as a television show. Her life, as and she's a young woman here in Nashville, Tennessee, but she did just what you're saying. She looked back over her life that the things she did not implement at that time and saying, I can do it now. So she started her own TV show. I could see a document. Well, I, and I've been thinking a lot about this, too, about yes. something I want to do that's regards to that. And then it will continue. It can continue to go on for other people. I want to be the. Barbara Walters of it be like yes. the first one first and then lead it on to others. But what kind of guests things- would you have on there? Because I could see well, you I, I do want to have my own show first and yes. foremost. I would do something, of course, it would to have the opportunity to laugh with me and then to be with the rhinestone heiress. But my main concept would be us being real. And I want to see what makes you shine that makes you sparkle and shine inside and out. That would be really the main thing that I'd want to know through my relations of people that I know, obviously in the entertainment business doesn't have to be that they're in the entertainment business, but overall that is my big sell and who I know. I definitely would like to do that. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do like a live show in the morning, just like that whole back in the day of like Regis and Kathleen Lee. Now it's Kelly and Mark. But but that that to me is that's where talent is to do that. That's not easy to do as much as everyone thinks it is when you watch it. No, because every day you've (laughs) got to get up and you've got to produce something or even if you schedule them ahead of time, it's good when you start something, it's a lot of responsibility. I thought about at one point, I have had this concept for a long time. Yes. A dating show that I'd like to do. And I'd like to do it here. A dating show? Uh A a dating show. And I I know I need to talk to Donna and all them at Women in Film so we can. I think we could do it. I would be the victim at first. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be more than glad to lead it down to others later. But you know what? I think that is something. It, it's, I think it would work. And I personally have auditioned for such shows, but yes. I'm considered to either be too old or I'm not really old enough 
I don't consider myself a senior, let alone do I look like one. But uh, I want to say I am a senior. Yeah, I am a senior and seniors <laughs> do have lives. So yeah, they I, do. There's some active ones, but the way it yeah. made it sound like I had to be <laughs> like, oh, and no. I think that is another part of my hello self market <laughs> is those people are what you're do- talking about is they're discovering who they are. Just like hello self, that's about a woman who wakes up in midlife <laughs> and senior life and says, maybe life's not over, but just beginning again. So I, I think that. I do. Yes. You come to a terms to like, I've never been married. I have no children. Yes. I've come to terms in life. Children is not something I'll be able to do or not going to have at this point in my life, but I can always. Well, remember Hoda adopted at 50 some, so you I, can have I mean, children. You know, well, you know what I'm saying? I could always raise somebody else's or whatever yes. on that note, but I, I want to do that. And there's things I've done in life that I've made sacrifices where maybe I didn't put that part of my life as a priority where I might have wanted it, or maybe it wasn't meant to happen at those times. I always look at it as a calling of some sort, why it didn't. It's time. I want that in my life. And I might as well enjoy this time of my life with another person, which I would love to do. I've come, I'm at that point in my life where I want that. And I think, uh, and I can still pursue what I want to pursue. But it, yes. I think it'll, I just think as a matter of fact, pursue it with a partner or at least have a supportive kind of person. Mariella, this is one of the best interviews I've had about real people, real life. You are sharing something that the world is struggling with right now. You have to be because I don't get me wrong. I'm all about entertainment and yes. development of of what we have for us to be able to do this in our own homes and we're not talking on a screen to an extreme but I've never had a problem ever meeting anyone to say at least but I'm not into this form of technology to meet someone and that's not for me I think it there's pros and cons to it and to me I want to do it real it might take a little bit longer and I live a life that I know that most people that I meet may not live an eighth of my life up to age eight for me. And that says a lot for being a woman in her fifties. And so that's going to be a beyond an exceptional man to find. And that's not someone to just, Hey, he just ends up at my door, you know, (laughs) as nice as that would be. (laughs) Yes. And who knows, who knows. (laughs) You might meet him at the grocery store. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, I I am telling you, you are speaking to so many people. I think a lot of people feel this way or they're afraid to say yeah, it. Because I'm saying like maybe I might be saying too much, but no, they're afraid well, to- why should I be afraid at this point? What do I've got to lose? Yes. And, you know what? Another 10 pounds while I'm working on it. It's happening day by day. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Point, I got nothing to lose. It's not gonna break me down. And you I've know what? Very if we, strong, independent women all my life. So I can. Mariella, <laughs> if we don't get honest with ourselves, uh-huh. we will take our dreams and goals to our grave. So have no regrets. Live your life. And what Mariella is telling us is no regrets living. That means that 
whatever you decide you want to do, you can find somebody to help. If you can't, you call either one of us and we will help. That <laughs> will might lead you to the right direction. Exactly. <laughs> <Don't forget> <laughs> but first of all, I think that's what Hello Self is about, is getting real with ourselves. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what you're doing, mm-hmm. is getting real with who you are and, like you said, who you want to be at this point in your life and who you want to be around at this point and the things that you want to do. And you're doing, oh my gosh, I this is such a fabulous interview about real life. It is. The older I've, I'm getting, yes. you know, sometimes you... I From the biological standpoint, that's yeah, all. Yeah, sure. definitely. It's just... No, I laugh and think of God would have said this if you asked me 30 years ago. Probably not, but there's so much truth to it. Who do I want to be around? Yes. I, mean, I know a lot of people, or should I say a lot of people know me as well. And I don't talk to those people daily. It's nice to know when you are out and about and people acknowledge and are intrigued or part of your life, which I love. I I'm, I'm, think I'm portraying something positive in some ways. I'm yes. only human. I have no regrets in life. I've had things good and bad that have happened. And I look at them as learning experiences and growth. But once again, I have no regrets. If I, they say, oh, if you could go back, there's a reason to go back and change. They were meant to happen for what's. Oh my gosh. A fabulous point. People will sit around and beat themselves up forever about that. Like you said, oh, if I could change this, if I, no. I mean, you know what? You would have done it one way or another, somehow, some way. It might've happened a little bit different. Maybe it wouldn't have lasted as long or whatever the case would be, depending what it was. But I have no regrets because I believe it's a message to what's supposed to to the next bigger picture. Yes. Yes. There is a bigger picture. It's going to happen. I'm going to see it. Because, yeah, what you're saying is life is a series of steps. Mm -hmm. And we're taking those steps based upon the best that we are at that point. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't... And and it's okay. I tell people this. I remember years back, my younger sister and I went on a trip together. And I said, it's okay to have everyone has that 10-year plan or, yes. you know, oh, when I hit 30 or when I'll do yes. this, things in life happen and shift <laughs> and things change. It might be a little bit easier for some of the people that are younger now and how things are. Some things are a little bit more complicated for them to do these different challenges in life than it was during times when you or myself were growing up. I think a lot of things were different. Being a divorced child, I always tell everyone sometimes I had to endure adult issues that were not even issues for a child to to endure. Yeah. Just growing in a family of entertainment, there's always a little <laughs> yes. fun dysfunction. <laughs> yes. And, and so, sometimes, yeah, sometimes people would look But there's dysfunction in everything. It doesn't matter where you come from. And we have to make our own decisions about how we're going to deal with that. And yes, oh my gosh, there is, oh, oh, this is so much truth about life that you have just shared today for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, it's not just about being the rhinestone princess. This is about... (laughs) 
<laughs> this, I'm about as real as they come. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think I shock people every now and then. I was told the older you get, you're not supposed to go out there and say, I do this, I know this, I know that. Oh, please. But every once in a while, I'll throw something out there that they're like, oh, you know how to do that? I'm all like, if you really got to know me, you might find out. You know what I mean? Like, Great I, point. There's, there's, I have hidden secrets. I've never been shy about this one. I do know how to lasso. I may not look the type that would know how to lasso, but I do know how. And if not, it's always a fun conversation when you're in a bar. But, <laughs> oh, my God. One of the most famous trick ropers taught me how to lasso, which was Monty Montana, who did all the rose parades and all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I do know how to lasso. I'm telling you, if you could give now, because I love every, oh, this has been such a fabulous interview today. But if you could give one or two key tips to our listening audience about living life, saying hello self to themselves, what would you say to them? Uh, I always say love and laughter is the music of our souls. It really is because I'm happy. I bet every day I don't wake up and everything. I've been very lucky that I have a fun, contagious laugh, I I think. (laughs) And that keeps me going. It is a defense also to when I'm maybe feeling certain things, but it builds character and lets me know that it's okay. It's, it's, I don't know. I just, I've always lived life that way. I can't let things bother me that I can't fix immediately. It's easier said than done, of course, because I'm a perfectionist too about things. I'm not going to lie. And also too, I think it's good to be real. And I think it's good to stand up for certain things that, ah. that, that are important to you. I'm not afraid to speak and maybe say, sometimes I think sometimes like I'm not oh my God, should I have said that or not or whatever. I, My life is pretty public. I don't have an issue with that. I I was born in a livelihood like that. I think it's a little bit easier for me to do it. I know that this craft that we all enjoy to do, I think there's people that get out there and don't know how to do this. I think it's a skill alone to be able to live your life private and then yet to be able to find a sense of, Sorry, public, and then have a moment of privacy. Yeah, uh, yes. and it's not that easy in today's world. But I have successfully been able to do that. Believe it or not, I there's things that I do that are private that no one. I was just I might surprise how typical I really am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but and I, you know. I, I yeah, and I think that is a great point too. Is what do you want the world to know about you? What do you want the world to know? And that's what the rest of the stuff we can't beat ourselves up. You yeah, said I, we're all real. We've all yeah. done something. Something has happened. You can. There are people out there that may want to push a button to what caused this or that. But honestly, you should be grateful to be human and just live life and be able to wake up in the morning. Me, is if I get my lipstick on, I made it out the door. That's just something for me. But I think everybody has, we all have an inner struggle. God, I'd be lying to say I don't. And, And it's hard because we want to belong to something and make that equivalence to us and to others and it feels good to belong to something and you could be good at different things there are many things 
And sometimes it's hard to narrow down what it is that you do best. And I know that I have been gifted to do a lot of things that I can do, but I feel they all intermix with each other. So I've been fortunate on that. Honestly, it's just about being real. I think you'll be surprised the more people are that way. I think we'd all get along. I've also feel that I think this is important to say just because I don't believe what what another person thinks doesn't mean I can't respect what you think. Oh my gosh. I also think I would also expect the same. I have a lot of friends. A lot of us don't believe in the same thing. No. (laughs) You constantly tell me my dress is blue and we know it's white and or think it's a different color or whatever it is. I'll respect your view for all that you feel that it is. But I'm not going to. I've been able to do that without getting ugly. I think that. I think that another you brought up another excellent point is the more we experience people that are different from us without judgment, mm-hmm. experience them without judgment, the more we grow. And that's another aspect of hello self mm-hmm. is the more we know who we are and the biases we have, but we don't make judgments because that does not help building relationships or creating that kind of thing that you have. We just I mean, I, say nothing doesn't really shock me. And I have to say something funny. I don't even know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. I was shopping. I was in a store. And this gentleman says something like, I need to, and uh, what did he was so funny? Because I need to back it. Because I need to, because I need to back, I need to back, I need to back it, I need to back it up in there. And, and he, he was referring, he said something funny like that, but he meant to say it to his wife and his wife turned left down the aisle and he had me. And then he was like, <laughs> I started laughing and I said, and he goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It wasn't meant. I go, you know what? I go, at this point, nothing would shock me. <laughs> you know what? And it's those moments, those. I go, you're lucky it was me and not some other woman store because I don't know how that could have gone but I go dude it was me I I made it out to be so funny in fact his wife was laughing when she was down the aisle where you turn left and I think it helped it helped he was a very good looking man to top it off extra plus but 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 it was funny you had to have been there I don't think most women would have been able to handle it and then he was so apologetic and I just said it's okay and yeah goes, as a matter of fact it was a fun moment yeah <laughs> I go, I wasn't too shocked. I go, go for it. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you, we're going to have to wrap this up. But oh my gosh, so much information that you shared today about real, being real and human. And if the if someone wants to get a hold of you, like maybe to help you with your dreams and goals, <laughs> no, how would they reach you? Now, we'll have her information on the podcast posting, but would they email you or how they would you email me at rhinestoneheiress at gmail.com. They can go to all my social medias, Aquevis, Facebook, Rhinestone Heiress, Rhinestone Air on Instagram. I'm sorry, Rhinestone Heiress on Instagram, Rhinestone Air on Twitter. They can just contact me that way or directly we'll put my number or whatever we need to do to get in touch. And 
I, I'm, if anything, if I could just make you laugh, give me a call. <laughs> oh my God. What a, can you imagine a better gift from somebody? Mariella, I have to say thank you so much for being here today. And to my podcast listeners, I know that you have got a lot of information, ideas, tips of things that you could do to enrich your life and turn your cans into cans and your dreams into plans. And so I'm so excited that you joined us today again. I'm Patricia Leonard, the host of Hello Self Podcast. And always remember, keep dreaming. Thank you for joining Hello Self today, and may it offer insight and inspire you to stay on your runway to success. Like, share, and subscribe, and remember this, keep dreaming.